approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on everybody welcome back into the fantasy coaches podcast i am your host as always guys coach steve week 10 was interesting a lot of fun (laughs) things happened a lot of shitty things happened uh but you know we made it through the weekend we're moving on to week 11 almost here there's a monday night football but who cares about that monday night football game it's all about week 11 here in fantasy football now at this point we got waivers we got some other things going on we got the news So uh, let's dive right into it. We got our crew here. Coach Jibs, what's going on, brother? Happy Monday, everybody. Um, Definitely was excited to see some of these comebacks yesterday, but um, let's put it all in the fold and looking forward to week 11. Absolutely. And Coach John, what's going on, brother? Nothing much. Um, I got to watch my Patriots look absolutely terrible in Germany, so... My Sunday started off terrible and, you know, couldn't get much worse. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm happy to be here Monday. I'm alive and well. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. So, like I said, we have a lot of things to go through, so we're going to get right into it. News-wise, there's some things. Again, nothing crazy. Uh, Players that were injured in Week 10, Tyler Heineke, Deshaun Watson, Alexander Madison concussion, that – that is probably something that we'll take note in our waivers because most likely if he has a concussion, he's probably not playing in week 11. Uh, Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, Baker Mayfield. I think Thomas's injury could be significant. I'm not sure yet. So Carr is on a bye. So you don't have to worry about him. Uh, I know Deshaun Watson's getting extra testing done, but he said he's going to play in week 11. Baker seems fine as well. Uh, T. Higgins did not practice today in his uh his week 11 game on thursday night football is in a lot of doubt already so that's a lot of fun if you're a t higgin owner um aaron Rodgers states that he might be back mid-december which would be crazy but uh, i guess anything is impossible for the 39 year old quarterback uh jermichael hasty signs with the patriots uh so that's interesting for a pass catching role in dynasty leagues but yeah Again, nothing crazy. I'm not going to worry about the Rodgers thing until it actually happens. You can say a lot of talk. Um, Madison's the big one. Uh, I'm sure we're going to come up with some, uh, you know, we're going to come up with his replacement probably on a wa- waiver segment at some point. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's anything you guys want to say out loud or you're good. No, just, yeah, just to reiterate that the Michael Thomas news is not looking good out of uh, New Orleans. They they do think it is some level of a significant injury. So, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know who is relying much on Michael Thomas this year for fantasy, but that's just <laughs> something to take note of. Poor guy, though. Poor guy. I know. I feel bad. <laughs> he, had a, he, had, he had a rough ever. weekend. He was arrested <laughs> Friday, making noise at his house, and now he's uh, potentially not playing anymore this season. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll have to wait on that. Again, news-wise, we'll, like I said, we'll find out more later at some point, probably on Thursday, a lot about a lot of stuff. So let's talk about some other things before we get into our waiver Wild Talk, guys. I figured this is the part of the season you're almost pretty much certain whether you're in, you're out, but there's a lot of people more times than not are in that sweet middle area where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to win, whether you're playing redraft or dynasty, you're still kind of torn on what your season's going through. Uh, there's very few people that are like, Oh, I'm, I'm locked in. Or there's very few people like my, my, my season's over or what time to start rebuilding. There's very few people in that spot and wait. And then, you know, trade deadlines are coming soon. We're going to talk about some trades, not today, but probably in the next few episodes, we will talk about more trades, but I want to talk about rest of the season, regular season, strength of schedule. Because I figured mm-hmm. everyone's worried about the playoffs. Get to the playoffs. Get to the playoffs. You have to get to the playoffs first. You know, it's all great to have those playoff players for your team, which is great. You all want that. But you also need to make it to the playoffs here. And what I have here is the strength of schedule from week 11 to week 15. So it does go into the playoffs. But it does help you get from now into the playoffs until the, at least the semifinals at least. So, we're going to dive into that a little bit right now. So let's get into that. And what I have here is the top quarterbacks and the worst quarterbacks from the next five weeks here now, week 11 to week 15. And we'll go through each section real quickly, a little brief discussion about each one, and, and then we'll get into waivers. So start with the best. The top five best remaining schedules 
for the quarterback position are Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Deshaun Watson, Jordan Love, and Jarrett Goff. So let me ask you guys, you know, which one of these don't you really believe in? Like, is there one of them that like, you know what? I don't care if the schedule is good. I just prefer to stay away from that situation. Who is that situation? Who is that person? Uh, I'll let Jim's go. I'll let be Jordan Love and Deshaun Watson for me. Like those guys just seem like they just can't get out of their own way, especially with Watson just kind of just being hampered. You see him play, he's out goes in the locker room, comes back. Like, I just don't know what to do with that guy. And Jordan Love is just not doing anything special. There's low volume passing. They just want to run the ball. But um, I'll stick away from those two. But other than that, like, I don't think you can get your hands on Lamar Jackson. But golf is very interesting. Mm-hmm. John, how do you feel about uh, the same. I, I, I don't mind Deshaun Watson. The question is always going to be if he's in the lineup and if he's starting, then sure you play him, but it's, he just, every week it's something and, and it's, that's a scary game to play. Um, and then Jordan love for sure. I'm, I'm with, I'm with Jibs here. I don't, I don't care about strength of schedule with, with Jordan love. You need to, um, you know, you need your weapons to perform better. You need to throw the ball downfield. You need to have some explosive plays. Uh, you know, if you want to win fantasy weeks, What's nice here is if you do have Jordan Love in like a two quarterback setup, he's not going to kill you. Um, but I'm not, you know, looking at this schedule, licking my lips to get Jordan Love in my lineup. I'm just like, okay, he's not going to, you know, pull up Trevor Lawrence like this past week. Like he's not going to totally blow up in my lineup. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other person I want to mention here is now uh, Lamar Jackson, guys. Obviously, we've seen Lamar Jackson struggle the last month and a half now under 20 fantasy points in five of the last six games. Does this encourage you to maybe want to go out and trade for Lamar Jackson or are you trying to avoid him still in his fantasy aspects, though the schedule looks good moving forward? I'm not trying to avoid him. I think in, in you know, any sort of you know, sharp football, you know, fantasy football player has noticed it's just all the touchdowns have been rushing and it's just been Gus Edwards and justice Hill and all these people have just been scoring those touchdowns, but Lamar looks great. He's throwing the ball. Well, I mean, he missed um, Zay flowers on what would have been a pretty bomb touchdown. Um, You know, it's one of those things where Lamar just one week, he could have 40 points, one week he could have 17. It just depends on the, where the touchdowns go. And lately it's been going to all the running backs. I don't think, you know, Gus Edwards is going to continue to score one or two touchdowns a game. I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm willing to, you know, still bet and ride Lamar all the way through the playoffs. Um, if you can acquire him for a playoff run for relatively cheap, I absolutely would. I wouldn't be scared of, you know, the past couple of weeks as an indication for, for like lack of ceiling. Right. And actually, actually, this actually is a great topic for our first question of the day, guys. From Cruz Garcia here. Guys, he has a pretty stout team here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibbs, A-Chain, Williams, Paulo, Chuba. He's got Diggs, Lamb, Puka, Dell. He's got Lamar Jackson as quarterback. And his biggest question is, do you ride out with Lamar Jackson or do you consider like Brock Purdy? Do you consider trying to package John Jackson and, and carry on maybe Williams, a running back who should be coming back in week 11 for another quarterback? I, don't, I mean, maybe like a Hertz or a Stroud or a Tua. Would you rather go in that direction with Lamar Jackson, even though now you know his schedule is probably one of the better ones in fantasy? I mean, that, that roster is crazy. First of all, <laughs> second well, of all. Let's, say, let's bring this down. Purdy or Lamar? rest of the season who would oh, per- Lamar I'm, I'm Lamar. playing Lamar yeah I'm playing Lamar and I wouldn't even I if anything uh, you know I you know I don't know if you have to I mean who are you really going to upgrade Lamar to maybe Jalen Hurts maybe Mahomes maybe Josh Allen like those three guys you could say okay like that's an that's an automatic upgrade everybody else in the league I don't care everybody else in the league is like yeah they're maybe an upgrade so I'm sticking with Lamar. I'm rolling with that. If you want to make a trade, I don't know if I'm putting Kyron Williams in there. I'm I'm floating Tony Pollard out and being like, hey, you know, I got a starting running back for a superstar offense. Like, what can I get? Um, you know, Kyron, when he was healthy, was a locked and loaded high-end RB2, and he's coming back to, um, you know, action soon. And I would much rather take the chance that Kyron Williams comes back to form than – 
Tony Pollard figures it out rest of the season. So um, that team's great. I, I think it's just, you've done all the right things. Your team looks good. I think you just kind of ride it out and you hope you catch some fire with Lamar um, because I don't really know what upgrades are out there. If I'm being honest. So Lamar Jackson is QB eight in the last, in that spam of him not playing ultra well, he is QB eight on the season still. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're fine. That's fine. I mean, and, he, and we're talking about him not playing well. We're talking about him stinking and, or not, not being good for fantasy. And, and he still can't. That's the thing. He hasn't. That's been the thing. But, but my, I guess my point is like Lamar, even not a good Lamar, is still a top 10 quarterback. It's still like, okay. I, I don't know. I, you know, I get it that it's not having these like 35, 40 point games, but I mean, I don't know where else you're going to turn to and try and replicate that. Yeah, the only person I could think of would be Josh Allen, but I'm sure the manager is going to want a fortune for him too, but he has all the assets. So like, if he could yeah. do that, I'll do it, but I'll definitely stick with him. I mean, the, here's a question. And this one is, this one's a little bit closer and, and maybe you could do it, but I don't know if I would. But like a just like a Herbert, like would you go with a Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson rest of the season? Like that one is, you know, maybe. well that actually that actually helps answer into our worst worst schedule because <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh, Justin <laughs> Herbert has the worst remaining schedule for a fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. is a good question. Um, yeah. and to me, I, I'll answer it here, and I, I think I'm going to lean with Justin Herbert personally. I still think Herbert is a little bit more consistent of an option. I think that what you're getting is that Lamar Jackson doesn't need to do – the Ravens are doing well. They don't need to have him throw the ball that much. And they're allowing their running game, which is thriving right now, to just do all the work. So why get away from that? I know that they wanted to say, you're welcome, Cruz. Um, You know, they they wanted to throw the ball more. Well, the run game is working, so why go away from what they're doing right now in fantasy? Uh, yeah. to, you know, have a better day. We know that the Chargers defense is garbage and they're going to need to throw the ball. So I want, you know, Justin Herbert as a guy long-term the rest of the season because he's going to end up throwing the ball a ton. Jackson might not. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one. That to me is the one where I could, you know, you maybe, maybe you could kind of do that. You might even be able to get it for a straight swap. You might even get something for, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It it would be that would be the one where I think okay, that's kind of a wild card that if you make that trade it might really pay off, but I mean like you said looking at strength of schedule makes me nervous. I mean it makes me nervous you're out, you know, you're out um uh Palmer, you're out Williams, Quentin Johnston had a good touchdown this week, but I don't know really what you're getting there. It's you're just hoping every week Keenan Allen has a monster game and and then you're fine. So I don't know. It's just tough. I, I would probably stick with Lamar, um, but that's just the name that came to mind where I was like, oh, he would be close to an upgrade. So I don't know. I respect it. All right. Uh, to talk about some of the worst quarterbacks, who rest of, rest, basically rest of the season almost here. We Obviously, we mentioned the Chargers, the mm-hmm. Eagles, the Jaguars, the, the Bucks, and the Chiefs. And I think mm-hmm. we can all agree that we're not really concerned about Herbert, uh, Her- not Herbert. Well, we might be concerned about Herbert, but Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, not really concerned about. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Lawrence has been basically garbage this season here. And I, I think we can agree that rest of the season that, to be honest, if you have Trevor Lawrence still in your team, that you might want to just kind of let him go. Let him explore the redraft free agency and kind of go a different direction. Um, do you expect him to potentially bounce back? Oh, God, no. I don't expect him to bounce back, but I don't know if I'm just cutting him. I, I would definitely try and – if you're looking good, your team's solid, you're kind of in the hunt for the playoffs, I would certainly look at this and say, you know, what can I – you know, can I trade him for Josh Dobbs? Like, can I get something, you know, back for <laughs> I him? I, want, I, get, Josh, uh, I want Josh you know Dobbs what I'm saying? Now, to be honest. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, it just feels weird to just straight up – it feels straight to just straight up cut Trevor Lawrence feels really bad. It feels weird. Um, but I get it. I totally get it. If you're in a one quarterback redraft, I get it. You you, you don't need to hang on to him. But the problem is always is going to be, well, it depends who you're cutting him for. Like, are you going to go pick up, 
you know, Baker Mayfield. It's like, you know. Well, you don't need um, a second quarterback if you have one. I mean, again, he might be your okay. He might be your starting quarterback. Yeah, in a one quarterback league, I'm assuming he's your starter, and you've been struggling all year, <laughs> and you finally are like, all right, enough's enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's your second quarterback, Russell like Wilson, Russell Wilson, oh, or I would take Russell Wilson over yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I would take Russ. I would take. Russ. I think I might take Russ too right now. He's he's and he's Russ is a steady quarterback too. He's <laughs> just like a steady high end quarterback too. Like he's like not high end. He's like a steady middle of the pack quarterback too. Trevor Lawrence is killing you right now. I mean, he had what three fantasy points this past week? I mean, it's abysmal. And it's again does it's not like like I always look for signs of like oh it can change or oh it's going to improve. I, I haven't seen it all season. It's like it's just this is it. And maybe it's just because Tra- Travis Etienne is just on this crazy, you know, sort of hot streak right now. But I don't know. I, I don't see like a, you know, I don't see Calvin Ridley all of a sudden becoming a target monster. I don't see, you know, well, that would be on all the Trevor Lawrence doing that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't see these Trevor people like, the ball. <laughs> I don't see these people like clicking all of a sudden and being like, Oh, it took us till week of 13. And all of a sudden we're now a high powered offense. It's like, no, I think this is just Jacksonville right now. And, and they got some growing pains. They got to figure some stuff out, but I don't think this is like the type of thing you figure out mid season. Um, so, you know, it, it stinks, but I'm, I'm okay. If you're willing to, sort of totally move on from Trevor Lawrence. If you, if you're in a one quarterback redraft, maybe you do cut him. I mean, maybe you do. Jibs, anything to add in? Nah, he's been trash. <laughs> like, I know like we were kind of like salivating over some of the rushing yards he was having like in the beginning of the season, but like that yeah. kind of dissipated and he's basically just, no, he has some passing volume, but like the completion percentage has just dropped off the cliff. So mm-hmm. like, you can't right. really expect much after that. I respect it. All right. Let's get over to running backs here now, guys. All right. So let's look at the top running backs rest of the season. Basically, we have the Minnesota Vikings. We have the Houston Texans. We have the Chargers. We have the Lions, which we, that sounds amazing. And we have the Browns, which also sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So who doesn't – who sticks out Who sticks out saying, you know what, I don't care. Or I don't really think that's going to matter for the rest of the schedule season. Which of these teams? Houston, Houston, because the Lions is uh, Devin Singletary just put up twenty one fantasy points. Come on, sure. yeah. Sure. So sure. that was what did he do the week before? Out of like ten, <laughs> yeah, he had thirty carries. I hope he would do something with them. I mean, it's yeah. You give any NFL starting running back thirty carries, they're gonna put up a decent fantasy day. It's just that's just Damian Pierce. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of the nature of volume. So. I, you know, I, I do think Devin Singletary looked good and had a fine day, but on, uh, you know, I, do I think out of this list, what team does it not bother? Like, you know, well, I respect, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't change my, yeah. it doesn't change my opinion on Devin Singletary rest of the season, how good his schedule is. He's still going to be a very volatile flex play. Right. And then if Damian Pierce comes back, it's, then it's even, you know, worse, right. like even murkier. So let me let me ask you guys this. You know, obviously Minnesota has the best, and we all know that Alexander Madison is supposed to post starter. More likely, he's going to be out this week, so his value is probably hitting an all time low already. As it is, is he someone you buy low on and see if maybe there's some potential for the rest of the season, or is it just too far gone from what he's not produced this year for you? I'll buy low. Um, yeah, depends what you're giving up, but you know for sure. Um, if you're in a redraft league, yeah, absolutely. Why not? If you're in a dynasty league, I might be a little bit more cautious on adding that piece, even for a championship run, just because I'm really nervous of what's going to happen to him this off season. So you might really only get like six, seven games of music. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's to me, you know, giving up like a late second for Alexander Madison and you, then you get six, you know what I'm saying? You get six games out of it. It's like, I I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't do that, but redraft for sure. I think Alexander Madison could be, could be fine. He could be a solid RB two for you on a championship run. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little torn on it still personally. I I think some of these remaining games, a little bit more of a pass catching backs uh, per game basis. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if you can find the right trade, it's not terrible. 
Now, a guy like Jerome Ford, guys, obviously we saw Jerome Ford just come out with a big game. He looks mm-hmm. like he's the he's still the guy there. You know, we all love mm-hmm. what Kareem Hunt's doing with the touchdown and five straight games. But in terms of usage on the ground, it's Jerome Ford still. Mm-hmm. Now, he's got a good schedule the rest of the season. You know, uh, would you consider trading him, trading for him to, you know, giving away one of these old other guys who aren't really performing like a Tony Pollard, a Derrick Henry, getting a guy like Ford and maybe a something else attached to that? Or are you not really buying into the whole Ford situation right now? Yeah, I, I'm. I would buy into it, and and Ford is is, is like a, a name that you could buy in in a dynasty. I'm I'm doing both dynasty and redraft, but right, right. Dynasty Ford is someone that you could buy into, and you might have something next year too. You know what I'm saying? Versus Alexander right. Madison, you could buy into, and you might have nothing next year. So. Sure. Ford is a much more intriguing name to me if you're in a dynasty format and you're making a run. You know, I'm willing to, you know, part with some pieces to go get Jerome Ford. Um, and then in redraft too, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm willing to move on from a, a Derrick Henry or, you know, a Tony Pollard, go get Jerome Ford plus. Like, that's great. You know, that'd be great. Hmm. Definitely on the... Tony Pollard side, I agree. Like I, he's just been a headache in most parts. Um, I don't think Henry has that bad of a schedule. It's just like he's like six. The- he is like six or seven. So I will give you all that. He is like six or seventh based on the list I found. So he's not far off from the top. Yeah, I guess it'll depend what that other piece is if I'm selling Henry, but I'll definitely like to keep him. He's still the focal part of the offense. It's just if they get blown out, he's not getting the work. Right, 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 right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about the worst side. The worst remaining schedule we have the Panthers with Chuba Hubbard and whatnot. <laughs> the Bears in that three man committee that's coming yeah. in. We have Seattle with Ken Walker, uh, the Bills mm-hmm. with James Cook, and Washington with Brian Robinson, who just had an explosive Dude, game. Dude, what a crazy game for Brian Robinson, crazy. huh? And it was all in the <laughs> passing game. It was so all in the passing. Let's talk about Brian Robinson. Is he a good sell high candidate right now in your eyes? Uh, in redraft or in in uh, dynasty, whatever it may be, yeah. is he a good sell high right now for you? Sure. Um, yeah. 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 I think so. High week two. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I don't. You know, really Brian know. Robinson's good player, but you know, if you can sell him, if you're especially if you're not, you know, if you're not a contender or you know in dynasty, and you can sell him for you know some picks or play or some young development players, it's worth it to me and redraft if you could trade him off this monster performance that he basically did through the air which won't happen again um then sure absolutely go for it would you guys sell brian robinson i don't know if you need to give a piece or not you might need to for like saquon for like joe mixon yeah yeah not joe mixon no, Mixon. Not Joe Mixon. Well, what about straight up Joe Mixon and whatnot? Straight up, that that one is Joe, more Joe Mixon for Brian Robinson. Straight up, I have Brian Robinson. Yes. Oh, I just can't stand Joe Mixon. <laughs> yeah, I, I. You can say no. You don't have. Yeah, to say I would that. probably say no. <laughs> but that's so that's so crappy because he is a starting running back on a high powered offense. But I, I just. Um, and that's usually the type, the archetype I like. Um, but I'm, I would say no. I would say no as well. Okay. I mean, um, but, I but Saquon, Saquon, I might. I mean, this week was bad. We all knew it was going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be that terrible every other game. And he's, he's the only player on that offense. He's everything. So I respect it. Saquon, I might do. Saquon, I'd probably do. Um, but Nixon is. That's a tough pill to swallow. Because Brian Robinson's RB four on the season. Just crazy so all know. I, mean, I mean i mean crazy right we all predicted that no one right? really believes in the talent or is it is it the talent or is it the offense i my biggest gripe with brian robinson has always been a offense and then i mean talent to the to the regard of but he showed it here was pass catching but i mean he just showed it this past week so maybe i should shut shut up um <laughs> but you know my attitude was always oh brian robinson is like a you know kind of a a little bit more explosive Damian Harris. Like he's just like good between like runner, solid guy, get you your touchdowns. But then he goes and has a game like this and you're like, Oh, maybe he's more, (laughs) but I don't know. I I think more that this could be this one game of a hundred plus, you know, reception yards is more of an outlier. Okay. 
Anything to add, Jibs? Um, I think I'm changing my tune on Nixon a bit. <laughs> get the, get out of the buy. Um, he's just basically a seventy percent like snap guy, so you got his workhorse. So you don't have to worry about like him being off the field. Better he's off. The only one seeing stuff. the work. So yeah, so yeah. I might actually do it. I respect it. I respect. But yeah, it. I definitely don't trust the Washington offense. So yeah. I mean, he's the thing is he's been so he's been consistent enough, but like it's like those two boom weeks are really big boom weeks, and that's, mm-hmm. I think that's why maybe propelling his up because he's got two games over twenty, he's got three ga- four other games over ten, and then you know his worst game is six, you know, so it's like you know most running backs who are flex options could do that barely, so you know, right. But I, I get it, and I think he is a sell high candidate. I mean, I'd want to sell and package him to get one of the higher backs if you can, but it. People might not just be buying into Robinson, and I don't think we are really buying in him to, to that extent either. So, mm-hmm. all right, so let's get over to the wide receivers here now. The best wide receivers remaining schedule the rest of the season. We have the 49ers, the Colts, the Packers, the Patriots, and the Cowboys. <laughs> so, if you're a CD Lamb owner, you must be loving your life the rest of the season. Holy smokes. Um, again, let's see here. Uh, let's talk about a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. Coming off a really solid game, going into a buy, you know, could be a good time to go out and buy him. Maybe not at a complete low, but maybe buy him. Would you guys? Are you guys? Would you guys consider get, getting your hands on Michael Pittman right now if you can? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he's. You know, we talked about it when Gardner Minshew took over. Um, that the passing weapons are just going to see more of a better floor. And clearly we've seen that with Michael Pittman um, still can have a big play, big spike week, but you know, you're getting a solid amount of targets. So he's never really going to kill you. Um, I'm totally comfortable um, trying to add Michael Pittman in all in dynasty formats as well. You know, if you're a contender and you want to give up a piece, I think he's a good stretch run guy and he'll have a big role next year. I'm totally fine with it. So um, yeah, Pittman. And then, a, a little kind of shout out and love to um, Josh Downs as well. If you want to get sort of a piece of that indie offense for the kind of cheap, I, I think Josh Downs is a, a good addition as well. He could in redraft, he could even be a throw in piece on a bigger deal and he could be a great flex play rest of the season. I like that. Um, I'm definitely intrigued in Pickman. Um, I think last five games, he's basically 10 target guy. He's a target hog. He's like a, decaffeinated version of Keenan Allen. <laughs> and so, um, uh, and the skin color works that way as well. But um, yeah, I, dude, I, I'm down to get him given the schedule and all that good stuff. So um, Gardner Mitchell is going to throw it to him and sure. Like he won't have those crazy boom weeks, but he's providing a pretty damn good floor with the targets and his receiving volume. All right. I like it. I like it. Now let's talk about, a, let's let me, let me bring up another trade potential here. You know, we saw Keenan Allen coming off a big week, you know, big, big week. But we, we, we have concerns with, you know, Herbert and the rest of this Chargers offense potentially here. Would you move a guy like Keenan Allen to get a slight downgrade? Because Keenan Allen's RB, uh, wide receiver three, Michael Pittman's wide receiver 13 on the season. Would you move down to Michael Pittman and maybe get like a back or something plus uh, on it to your team? Or would you rather still have Keenan Allen over Pittman in that sense? I'm I'm okay with it. It would have to be a pretty significant back. I would have to be a pretty significant other piece. I, I Jerome Ford, that, Jerome Ford, and Pitt, Michael Pittman for Keenan mm, Allen. You get a running back you might need as an oh, RB two. Oh, that's so close. That's <laughs> so close. I mean, that really is like if your team's struggling at running back, you might do it. Um, I I think in a vacuum, I probably still wouldn't. That's so close though. Um, I just don't know if, you know, either Jerome Ford or Michael Pittman have the ability to do what we just saw Keenan Allen do, which is put up, you know, 40 plus points. So that's tough. Like that's hard to, that's hard to do. But if you're, you know, if you're dealing with running back injuries and you're, you're, you know, you're rolling out guys like freaking Zeke and whoever else every other week, it's like, yeah, I get why you'd want to shore up that you know, running back spot and get your own forward. And then you just kind of take your lumps and, and say, okay, I'm, I'm not getting as much of a ceiling with my wide receiver, but I'm gaining, I'm gaining some points here in my running back room because I I'm sick of Deonta Foreman. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I get that. I get that. I totally get that uh, piece of it as well. So I, I think in a vacuum, no, I wouldn't. But if your team is really struggling at running back, the deal makes sense. I'm sticking with Keenan Allen. All reliable. I respect it. I respect it. All right. Uh, on to the war side here. We have the Falcons. We have the Dolphins, uh, the Bucks, the Bills, and the, and the Chargers here. So uh, are we are we going to say that we don't care about the schedule? Miami and Buffalo are locks. Yeah. They're top two guys for the most part. Besides maybe Gabe Davis at times are pretty much – you're going to roll with them most times anyway no matter what the schedule looks like, right? I'm, I'm glad you brought up Gabe Davis. He's the one that would scare me. Uh, like, I don't know how often I'm, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe he has a big game today and you can trade high on Gabe Davis and go get something. But yeah, that would be the scary piece because to me, you watch the past couple games, Dalton Kincaid has really been their number two option. So you're really hoping for like a bomb play from Davis to, to, you know, salvage your week. Um, would you so, if if Gabe Davis has a good game tonight? Would you trade Davis straight up for Josh Dobbs, Josh Downs? I'm sorry, Josh Downs. Josh Downs. Would you trade up, straight up, trade up? Ooh, yeah. Um, hmm. That potential think, that he offers. Yeah, I think I would. To be honest with you, I think I probably would. And you might be able to get Josh Downs plus, you know, plus something. Give me two receivers, guys. <laughs> yeah, you could get. You could get. Yeah, yeah. You could get Josh Downs plus. You know, who knows, right? So. If he goes out there and has, you know, a typical Gabe Davis, you know, 100-yard touchdown game, and you're like, yeah, here you go. And the Josh Down manager is like, this guy's going into a bye week. He just put up a dud for me. And you could make that trade. You could get Josh Downs plus, And I think rest of season, that trade will look good in your favor. I respect it. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, again, the Chargers, you still rock with Keenan Allen. Uh, the Bucks. Buck could be a little situational. I think I think Mike Evans has proven enough that he's yeah. their true wide receiver one. Chris Godwin has some concerns uh, moving forward. I don't really think you can get much value right now for Chris Godwin. I don't think anyone is like, oh, Chris Godwin. Or either way, no matter if you're Dynasty or Redraft right now, he's kind of <laughs> just that middle, like, low-end wide receiver three type. Uh, definitely sucks for Drake London, especially seeing Desmond Ritter back at quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> but that's for another day. So, all right, let's get to the tight ends here. Uh, this one should probably be really quick and easy. The best remaining schedule for the tight ends. We have the Ravens, obviously a good thing for Mark Andrews. We have Minnesota, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, we have the Browns with David and Joku. Tyler Conklin has been coming off a pretty nice stretch. Uh, and Tennessee's Chico Conqua. Uh, on the war side, we have the Rams to Tyler uh, Tyler Higby. We have Jacksonville with Evan Ingram, Pittsburgh with potentially Pat Firemuth coming back soon. Uh, the Giants with Daniel Ballinger and the Chargers uh, with Gerald Everett here. So again, let me let me kind of combine this section here because it's tight ends and really you keep your tight ends. Does the Jags offense in general make you want to move off of a guy like? Evan Ingram right now he's been very solid all season very uh you know good for the most year and just coming off his worst game does his rest of the season schedule for this Jags offense scare you off of a guy like Evan Ingram yeah yeah I mean sure I mean he's he's a marginal not marginal but he's like right on the edge of being one of those like must start every week tight ends and so if you tell me he's going to have a bad matchup for the rest of the week for the rest of the season and we just talked about our concerns with trevor lawrence yeah i mean i i get that you might not want to just lock him into your lineup every week and so you know you might need to maybe you do package him and you know someone else up and get a little upgrade at um at tight end which is you know i don't know really which direction you'd go but it's tough. It's tough. It's, really, it's always tough. If you with have tight an elite tight end, you do not get rid of them. Yeah, it's so just it's tough hard. because the top three guys never move off a team. You know, if Kelsey Andrews, Kelsey Andrews and Hawkinson aren't going to move. You know, maybe you can go. I think there's, I think there's seven or eight, seven tight ends. Yeah, I mean, are untouchable. Personally, so who else would you add? Yeah, Kelsey, add Laporta, Laporta, Kincaid. Okay, yeah, Kincaid. Yep. Yeah. So there's six. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. And then, yeah, so, I mean, it's tough. But I think you'd, it definitely you have to at least consider um, 
you know, kind of when you're starting. Uh, Do you take the upside that Dalton Schultz offers at times? I mean, he had oh, some pretty big games. That's actually uh, a great. Or would you one. rather prefer to keep? Or oh, Cole Komet. Cole Komet's also having some big games recently. Do you prefer to go for one of them, or do you want to just stick with the reliableness that you know Evan Ingram has given us this season? I mean, I would take Schultz over Evan Ingram rest of season. Cole Komet, probably not. I would probably still stick with the security of Evan Ingram. <laughs> Yeah, it just because uh, Cole Komet's tight end five, Evan Ingram's tight end 12 on the year. I know it's just because <laughs> the problem with Cole Komet is he could do 25 points or he could get you zero, it, like legitimately zero. And it's like that's a crazy game to play. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the stomach for that. That's and then you have to watch the Bears offense and root for the Bears offense, which is also not fun. So <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'll consider Schultz, but I'm definitely with John on the Bears. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and then you have to deal with the additional bye week. So no, I feel you. I understand that. All right. So uh that is the strength and schedule. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hopefully it was a little educational for you guys. So uh let's get over to the waiver wild talk here now. Uh last week, uh Joshua Dobbs, Tyler Heineke. Uh, neither uh, Josh Dobbs obviously did really good. Heineke got hurt. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, if you had started him, uh, he did real good. Tank Bigsby saw a few more touches, but nothing really. Ty Chandler saw a touchdown, but if you picked him up in advance, he saves you for this waiver wire. So, which would be great. Uh, Jalen McLaughlin will find out tonight. Leonard Fournette will maybe find out tonight. I don't know if he's even playing. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, you know, he got a little bit of work in, but mostly just a bench guy. Uh, wide receiver Demario Douglas had a really solid outing. Noah Brown had a big game. I was uh, I was definitely not on that, so that's my fault. Uh, Zay Jones was out again. Kalir Shakir will find out tonight. Quinn Johnson caught a touchdown, had 40 yards, not terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. Marvin Mims will find out tonight. Kate Auden, bad game. Chico Conquer, bad game. Jonah Smith, bad game. Luke Musgrave had a touchdown. Uh, so solid game out of him. So let's see if we can do a little bit better. We're not going to do our own rankings this time around, but we're going to just talk about the overview of waiver wires for each position here. So starting with quarterbacks, uh, I'm going to run through the list and then we'll talk about them. Quarterbacks that are probably over that 640% mark, more than likely Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Jordan Love, Josh Dobbs, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Um, guys who are under that 40% mark, it's really not pretty right now. Will Levis, Tommy DeVito, Aiden O'Connell, those are the ones that have good matchups. Uh, Dynasty, you might want to be looking for maybe Matt Barkley taking over at some point. Bailey Zappi might be out there with the whole Mac Jones situation. Jameis Winston on a bye, you might be able to pick him up on the cheap now because no one's worrying about the Saints. And, and I think Matthew Savage is going to be back, but maybe Carson Wentz, he signed with them uh, last week here. Uh, guys, I don't really want to ask you guys about the under 40% guys because I really don't care about any of them. But yeah. if Joshua Dobbs, who who is your best quarterback? And I might, I might have given him away. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. Who is your favorite quarterback in that 60-40% range right now to pick up if they were all out there? Josh Dobbs. It- yeah, for me, it's Josh Dobbs. Um, Over Murray. Yep. Okay, um, I like it. I, I don't hate it because I don't hate that. Yeah, I think there's just, um, you know, you have the, you know, you there's just something going on with Josh Dobbs right now that's pretty magical. He just seems to be playing at an elite, elite level. And there's the chance that you get Justin Jefferson back any week. And so, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that sometimes guys have these sort of little magical runs and you got to kind of ride it out. Kyler Murray, obviously, long term is probably a better answer than Josh Dobbs. But in the interim, in the short term, I don't know. I, I, I might I might take the ride with Josh Dobbs and see what's see what happens. I'm, I'm with that magic ride with Josh Dobbs. Just getting them rushing touchdowns, baby, as potent offensive weapons. <laughs> um, he's definitely been playing longer than Kyler Murray has this year. So um I'll take Dobbs, and um, if those two are gone, you probably should be looking at Stafford because other than that, you're going to be just picking up people who got dropped last week if you're desperate this week. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I think I'm leaning towards Dobbs too, which is it's just crazy, even though, uh, I mean, I have my, my Kyle Murray in most of my redraft leagues right now just stashed on my IR. Not anymore, but yeah, uh, Dobbs is just, he's averaging a rushing floor, about like 40 yards a game. He's got you know, over 200 passing yards per game. And he's scoring like two touchdowns per week. 
I mean, you can't ask for anything else. I mean, he's going to get Justin Jefferson back at some point. He's going to have a better weapon core than Kyler Murray has ever had in this basically NFL career. And they don't have a run game, so they're not going to run the ball for anything. So at least, you know, James Conner's back and ran decently well in his first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. it's weird to say that Joshua Dobbs is a guy I really want to have right now. Uh, you know, John, what's the potential that Bailey Zappi is a starting quarterback next week? Um, or the week after? Pretty, pretty good. Right, pretty, pretty right. good. I, I think, I, I think, you know, if they pull the plug on Mac Jones after the bye week, that's it. That's they're making a decision that that's it for Mac Jones. He's, so. he's done. <laughs> and so that is honestly a big, and, and it's hard, but that's a big conversation that the Patriots organization is going to have to have because you can't, you cannot come out of the bye week put Mac Jones out there and then bench him again in the fourth quarter. If he doesn't look good, you can't, you can't. You can't. So, and if you're going to make the change, the bye week is the change to do it because you have two weeks to get this, to get Bailey Zappi ready. And and so to me, it makes sense. I don't think that, that obviously Mac Jones isn't the future. Obviously, you know, they're, they're going to figure out quarterback in the off season regardless. Um, but yeah, Bailey Zappi could, would and should be the guy coming out of the bye. I respect it. All right. Uh, so let's get over to our running backs overview now. Uh, we got a lot of running backs. Not a lot, but there's a good amount of running. This is a little bit more conversational compared to the quarterback position. Uh, running backs in that 40 to 60% range that you might be able to find on waivers still. Keaton Mitchell, Devin Singletary, Zach Charbonnet, Tajay Spears. It's just over 40. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Antonio Gibson. Under that 40% mark, these are guys that are relatively available. Ty Chandler. Leonard Fournette, Jalen McLaughlin, Rico Dwellings, uh, Kenny Gainwell, Elijah Mitchell, Roshan Johnson, basically your backup stud uh, at running back, and then some dynasty guys. Uh, Ty Chandler is probably out there more times than you think now. Miles Gaskins just signed with the Vikings practice squad and with the Alexander Madison situation. He might be worth a pickup again uh, in fantasy and not do anything with. So uh, let's talk about the top guy. And I'm not going to, we'll talk about the 40 and 60% guys in just a moment, but Ty Chandler, uh, you know, would you be going out there and spending money on Ty Chandler for the week? Or are you avoid, you're not really caring to go after him as the top guy. Jibs. I'll dabble. Uh, I'll probably say times are getting rough. So I'll definitely put 15, 20% of my uh, remaining budget on him, especially given the schedule that we talked about earlier in the episode. Matchups are good, baby. Right. John, I love Ty Chandler. Um, I liked him as a as a prospect. I liked him in the preseason process. Um, so yeah, I, I, I I'm willing. I was high on him last week. I figured people should add him then. So I'm gonna keep singing that same song. You should add him now. And there's a chance that you you get a backfield. You get at least one week where he's got the backfield to himself explosive player you know if you liked keaton mitchell you're gonna love ty chandler so um you know that's cool and then there's also the possibility that it it becomes maybe a he carves out a role even with um alexander madison there which before alexander madison got knocked out it he was still getting work he was yeah and he's got denver next week um it could be a situation where he has a flex appeal and fantasy because they, they're gonna have to run the ball a little bit they still need to miles gaston hasn't been on the team that long on and off ty chandler is the only one that that's there i think there's that that one return guy uh kiki unugua or something kiki like that Nanu. yeah Nanu, yes he's a speedster guy but uh, i don't really right. see him seeing a guy who's gonna break in it's, it looks like it's ty chandler i wouldn't spend too much on it i mean i'm not really banking on him to be a league winning guy rest of the season but he could get you through a week or two if you need to in fantasy again everyone else is just backups i mean you know it's really like you take your poison on who you think is going to get hurt and then that backup's going to jump in and hopefully take over uh now keaton mitchell's out there because this should be interesting because obviously we know this ravens backfield is a three-man committee i don't know what it is now but are you breaking the bank from what you saw now two weeks in a row whatever you have left on fab to go get keaton mitchell or you were like, you know, maybe not all of it, but I, I'll buy in big. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think you can. I think you certainly can. Um, you know, uh, 
you know, my opinion, honestly, it, with Keaton Mitchell is similar to Ty Chandler. So if you can save money and just get Ty Chandler, like that's, that's fine too. I mean, Keaton Mitchell's great. He's a good player, but there's, there's a reason he was undrafted and or late in the draft. And, it, you know, he's not going to take over this backfield from Gus or he's just going to be a good, a very good guy who, you know, if he gets eight touches and he could somehow turn it into 80 yards and a score, you're psyched. But I, I don't think, you know, he's going to all of a sudden, you know, command 80, you know, 60, 70% of a backfield and all these touches. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not dumping all my fab. I, the only person really that I would consider putting a lot of fab down on, and we talked about it, which is kind of crazy, is um, – is Devin Singletary. I mean, he's the one who looks like, yeah, he's going to get a lot of volume and, you know, be a play week in, week out, comfortable play week in, week out. So I I don't know. I I like Keaton Mitchell. I like him a lot, but I don't know if I'm like, I I think this, this idea that he's like going to take the job away from, you know, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards to me is a little sort of hopeful. I'm definitely not dumping the bank on him. Like the guy is only playing 24% of the snaps. I think he was up from 18% of the snaps last week. So um, his volume was basically cut in third. He's making great efficiency and usage out of his time on the field, but um, it's speed and he's still got to play with Lamar, Gus, Justice Hill, whoever. And um, sure. Like you could spend, a significant chunk, but I wouldn't go balls deep on it whatsoever though. I respect that. All right. Uh, we have a couple questions of coming in right now. Uh, I have a question on Twitter saying, uh, how does Zach Ertz eventual return affect Trey McBride outlook? Uh, again, we don't know if Zach Ertz is coming back or not yet, but would you trade Trey McBride right now for Sam Laporta? Yes. hundred well, yes. percent. Yes. Yes. I would as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, you're, what you're looking yes. at is we don't know if Zach Ertz will ever come back. We don't know. We have no idea. But you know that Sam Laporta is a big part of this offense rest of the season no matter what. There's nothing going to come in that's going to take his away, his time away. With Trey McBride, maybe there is. Um, but they're both it's, great. Sam Laporta looked like an NFL pro-ready tight end week one. Like it's only going to go it's, – it's only going to get better as this guy continues his career. Right. It's crazy. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I have another question from Peking here. I have to drop one. Christian Watson. Uh, not sure who Char- Charbonnet. Charbonnet, probably. Or Damian Pierce. Uh, Ooh, which boy. one are you dropping right now? Ooh, boy. Um, my gut reaction is Damian Pierce. Um, that's my gut reaction. Um, but I understand positional value of a running back. That's tough to find. Uh, yeah, it is tough to find. But even if he comes back, so say he's, you know, somewhat healthy, comes back next week, does he go back to being the guy over Devin Singletary? I, I don't, I'm not confident in that. So, you know, then you have a guy who's in a 50 50, 60 40 committee in an offense that throws the ball at an insane rate. And he didn't look good when he had the job to himself anyway. So, I don't know. I, I just don't know a world where you're like, unless something crazy happens, I don't know a world where you're like psyched to be putting Damian Pierce in your lineup. At least the other two, there's some hope. <laughs> like uh, some, like some, there's somebody, you know, to be honest, I think, I think if it's Christian Watson, I, I kind of want to drop Christian Watson. I mean, That's fine what has Jordan Love shown us that like, Oh yeah. Jordan Love knows how to get the deep ball downfield, <laughs> which was what Watson's specialty was last year. Yeah. It's just not coming down that way. He's not throwing deep enough to trust him. And we're seeing it the rest of the season now is that Watson isn't doing anything. He's seen, you know, he's seen four or five targets a game, but he's getting 30, 40 yards a game. I mean, if, if, unless you need a run at wide receiver that badly, personally, I think you could find one on waivers at some point. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. Not, that's not a I mean, Noah Brown was on waivers and he went off for 170 <laughs> yeah. yards. Like, you know, you're not finding too many running backs. I mean, yeah, Devin Singletary just did that too. But, you know, there's still yeah. potential for Pierce to come back and take over. There's potential for Ken Walker to get hurt and Zach Charbonnet takes over. I just don't see a situation where Christian Watson the rest of the season becomes a, a very reliable wide receiver too. Oh, he's trying to go on a tear. Um, Steaming Pierce for me. I respect it. 
I'm okay with that too. I'm, I'm fine with Damien Pierce. You know, I hate Damien Pierce as a passion. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what we have to say on that picking. All right. Uh, so let's get back. Um, and there's really not too many other questions that running back that we care about. Obviously, we've talked about basically a lot of these situations here. I, I think if anything, Roshan Johnson's going to get cut in a lot of leagues after this week. Yeah. Um, I, again, there's really no one. Unless Jalen McLaughlin has a really good game, he isn't somebody that I'm actively trying to go out there and get. Uh, it's not a great week for running back, unfortunately, but it's what it is. All right, let's go over to wide receiver here. Uh, and there could be a ton of wide receivers in this 60-40% range. I, I just didn't have time to add all these wide receivers. But there's a wide receiver out there that, hmm, why is he out there? He probably shouldn't be. Uh, but hmm. Elijah Moore had a nice touchdown this week, Tyler Boyd. Uh, but the, the people we want to talk about are actually, I think I prefer half the people under the 40% mark over anyone like Elijah yeah. Moore's or the Tyler Boyd's right now. Yeah, I, I want the Demario Douglas, the Noah Browns. Brandon Cooks is apparently under 40% now. He coming off a big game. Jaden Reed's coming off another strong game, two in the last three. Key, uh, Khalil Shakir will find out tonight if he does anything more. Michael Wilson coming off. Uh, didn't do that great, but uh, Kyle Murray's back, so there's potential for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas's injury is long-term. A.T. Perry actually played the most snaps among all the wide receivers. He plays mm-hmm. that big – he's that big physical guy. Uh, Jonathan Mingo still playing almost all the offensive snaps in that Panthers' bad offense. <laughs> Zay Jones is hopefully coming back soon enough. Odell caught another touchdown this past week. Quentin Johnson had a touchdown, which was nice. Uh, some dynasty guys. Jalen Guyton actually played the second most wide receiver snaps on the Chargers. He used to be their deep threat at one point. Uh, Jalen Nap- Nap- Napier, Napier, I can't even say his last name. Nemar. Naylor. Naylor, thank you. Uh, he saw the scene work in this offense with K- KJ Osborne out. Again, it might not be a big thing. Brandon Powell, they might not be big things uh xavier gibson if maybe aaron Rodgers comes back by the playoffs man, it's <laughs> explosive uh kyle phillips caught another you know 40 50 yards uh uh they on it they tonovan wicks is that how you say his name yeah all right he's the fourth guy on the packers but he's consi- consistently seeing four catches for 40 yards most weeks i mean his <laughs> He is he's gaining value in this Packers offense, even though there's already three good guys in front of him. But <laughs> in Dynasty, he should definitely be rostered because you just never yeah. know in a given season there could be changes next year uh, to that Packers wide receiver core. So let's talk about Demario Douglas. Um, John, you're the Patriots guy here. He's going on a bye. I don't know if he's the biggest pickup this week or not. Um, or is it Noah Brown? Or something. Um- I think you're. I think you probably have more rest of season value with Demario Douglas than you do Noah Brown. Um, but if you need a guy for next week, obviously Demario Douglas is on by. Um, and you know you might still. You know I, I, Robert Woods coming back is looming. Uh, you know I, I don't know. He was back this week. Was he really? But Nico Collins was out. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. All so, four of those so guys it, on the field together in a while. Yeah. Um, so I, so I think that there is just more long-term value for rest of season with DeMario Douglas, but I mean, Noah Brown's playing out of his mind right now. So you, you can absolutely pick him up and play him this, this coming week. Um, so, but I think DeMario Douglas has established himself as the guy in new England, take that for what it's worth, because God knows they can't throw the ball. Um, but Bailey Zappi coming in might be a good thing for him because, he is uh, basically like a, a Jameis Winston-esque, just kind of trucks it up, throws it around, does whatever he can with the ball, and, and will make big mistakes, but will make big plays too. Um, kind of the opposite of Mac Jones. Um, Mac Jones has no big plays, but still plenty of mistakes. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I think probably that is – sorry, venting – um, I think probably, uh, you know, obviously if you need someone next week, Noah Brown is the grab, but rest of season, I'd much rather have Demario Douglas. Jibs, uh, you know, who do you like on this list outside of Douglas and Brown? Is there someone else that piques your interest? Um, I have a couple. Like, I, I think Michael Wilson's intriguing with Kyler Murray's return. Like I know Marquise Brown didn't have a good game, but uh, I did see, I think a play and Michael Wilson almost had like end zone grab. So he's a little steady Eddie. Um, I know he has the Texans next week and they're high octane offense nowadays. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals have to scrap that running game with Connor and have to throw the balls and unleash Murray. And, um, let's see. Uh, Khalil Shakir, like he's been 
somewhat like if you're playing in PPR leagues and you need a nice little floor flex play, he's been all right. He has at least four receptions. Um, he's been shorthanded. He's catching everything that goes to him. So you don't have to worry about the drops and um, given the matchup next week against the Jets, you'll see Stefan Diggs and probably Davis Davis have like some tough times out there. So they'll probably have to just lean on Dalton Kincaid and some alternate receivers. So I like Shakir there. And then sneaky, I like Kyle Phillips though. If uh, Traylon Burks doesn't come back, like he's just been the snap uh, slot slot guy for him, and he led the team in reception yards last week. So sneaky play right there. All right, I like it. Yeah, Uh, again, there's some decent options out there for sure. Noah Brown's definitely overall good to grab this week. Obviously, Brandon Cooks if he's still out there, which I'm surprised even under that 40 percent. I guess really people are really just down on him. Uh, Jaden Reed, I still really like a lot. Uh, as a guy who I think will see a lot of work in that slot and he continues to see it. I mean, he's got two games over 80 yards uh, in the last three weeks here. So he's definitely someone who uh, I am considering over a lot for overall. So yeah, the wide receiver is a little bit better, but still uh, not the greatest. So, all right, let's go over the tight end position here real quick, guys. Uh, For the tight end position, we have no one over the 40 to 60% range because I couldn't find anybody. Uh, on a general sense, I just didn't think of anyone. Like if you have a tight mm-hmm. end, you have one of the elite ones and they're all taken. And if yeah. you don't, yeah. they're probably under that 40% mark. Yeah. 60 to 40% own is a weird range for a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, no one's like, ah, oh, it's, it's a either a hundred or it's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't think, I couldn't think of any, uh, but yeah. real quick, uh, the tight ends under 40%, Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, Tyler Conklin, Daniel Bellinger, Hunter Henry, Kate Auden, Jonu Smith, all guys who are under that 40% range that you could potentially grab this week. And some of them, you can start some of them obviously on buy. Uh, for Dynasty rosters, Tanner Hudson, the Bengals tight end, coming off some pretty decent play the last few weeks here now. Interesting to see how his play is. Probably not great enough in redraft yet, but Dynasty is worth an add. And then obviously we know Dallas Goddard, unfortunately, is out uh, for an extended period of time for right now. So Jake Stuhl or uh, Albert O, we remember Albert O from Denver, uh, all could be dynasty option pickups. So, guys, give me quickly one one tight end that you really would want to go out there and, and grab in fantasy right now. Um, Believe it or not, yeah, go for it. No, go for it, Jim. And, like, I know if it's kind of gross with the, all this Packer slander we've been given on the show um, today, but um, he's just making – He's making it work for like really nothing. Like he has eight targets, five receptions, 115 yards, a touchdown, maybe two, but um, seems to be a reliable option. And I just know like the rest of these guys are kind of like snake oil in a way. <laughs> you have some good weeks, you're gonna have some bad weeks. So uh, that's the best I could do for you. Forty under under 40. Yeah, and I think believe it or not, I mean I, I like Luke Musgrave. I think that's great. Uh, he's obviously a good option. I just want to give a little love to Tyler Conklin, um, who's just been sort of steady getting points. You know, obviously the Jets offense is not a potent offense, so the touchdowns might not be there, but he's getting targeted and he's getting, you know, yardage in, you know, so over the rest of these names, I would believe it or not, trust him. You know, I trust him more than a Michael Mayer. I trust him more than Hunter Henry, um, you know, Johnny Smith, I think, has finally cooled off after his, you know, crazy stretch there for four or five weeks, whatever it was. Um, but Tyler Conklin just chugging away, you know, four four receptions every week. Just, oh, wow. I just looked at his game look. I changed yeah. my mind. <laughs> He's been playing well. Conk, uh, yeah, Tyler Conklin. It's it's. I know the Jets could have a guy like that. On yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't you don't expect it because the Jets' offense is so putrid to watch. But he is just kind of you know steady. He just gets gets it done. Steady Eddie, yeah. And steady then Aaron, Eddie. remember Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers might be coming back. So that's you know. crazy to yeah. even think about. That's crazy <laughs> to even think uh, about. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so me, Luke Musgrave is still a guy I really like to own. Uh, if you're still streaming tight ends, you know, he's seeing enough work by, you know, it's, it's better than what most people are offering you. It's, it's consistent, but not great, but not bad either. So he's definitely a guy I've been, Ooh, something happened. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was weird. Sorry guys. I lost like, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah. So 
my whole thing's gone. So, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> stop going back off. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Luke Musgrave <laughs> is definitely a guy that I do like. Oh, we have one more question in here. So, happy Monday, guys. Do you think it's time to move on from Lamar Jackson? Oh, you you missed the whole book, beginning portion oh. of the show. We talked about Lamar Jackson the whole time. But oh. um, if you have if you have CJ Stroud as your starter, let's talk about this real quick. Um, yeah. Do you move on Lamar Jackson? I'm assuming it's redraft. You know, let me know if it's not. But assuming it's redraft, um, do you just move on and try to get a good player for Lamar Jackson? Or would you have I, Lamar Jackson or CJ Sharp rest of the year? How about that? I, I don't know if I'm moving on in the sense of trading him away, but I'm moving on in the sense of I would start CJ Stroud some weeks over Lamar Jackson. But it's nice to have both options, especially if you're going to go for a playoff push and you want to make a run and, and all that. Like I, I'm not, Oh, I'm it's, not, it's dynasty. It's not redraft. Oh it's yeah. Dynasty. So then, oh, wow. yeah. So I'm not trading, I'm, I'm not trading them away. I'm, I'm going to ride both of these guys out, but I, but the, in terms of like, do I think it's time to move on in terms of like auto starting Lamar Jackson over CJ Stroud? Like, yeah, it's time to move on from that concept. Like you definitely need to look at matchups. You definitely need to sort of pick, your spots and in some weeks you got to play Stroud some weeks you got to play Lamar um but yeah these are two phenomenal options in, in dynasty or what the hell man <laughs> I just traded for Mac Jones in dynasty well, I so guess, don't, I guess don't talk is, don't talk to I me about thing, I guess the thing is the thing is that Lamar Jackson's getting older we all know that Lamar Jackson isn't going to be to keep up this rushing flow forever you know mm-hmm. he's going to be 20 I don't know 27 28 next season let me look that up real quick um he's 26 now so he's gonna be 27 next season i think like the stat i found a while ago like i think the last quarterback to ever rush for 800 yards i think might have been michael vick Mm -hmm. when he was with the eagles at some point um but outside of that like no other running back no other quarterback has rushed for that so that rushing aspect might be going away you know and i think that's why he's maybe maybe is bringing this up is that you know i have cj strut now like do i move on from jackson if if you're if you're in a if you're in the contention of a, a championship, you don't trade him away now, mm-hmm. but in the off season, if you want to trade away Lamar in the off season, for sure, like, Great. yeah, for sure. You can make that trade. My point is more like, I, it's nice to have the depth of both guys. If you're trying to make a championship run, if you're out and, and you're not a contender, then yeah, trade Lamar to a contender for a haul right now, or ride both guys, try and win a championship and then trade Lamar in the off season. That's, that's, that's how I would do it. Yeah, I'm down to flop the schedules. Like Stroud's definitely been on a tear, but like his matchups are a little bit uh more tenacious down the stretch. But um if he's playing as good as he is, man, like you got two locked and loaded QB ones and God forbid Lamar gets hurt. I know it's typically that time of the year as it has been like last couple of years, but um definitely keep both sub on the off season. Hey, who knows? You may get like a truckload for CJ Stroud at this year, but obviously you don't want to sell a young quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really depends on your situation at the end of the day here. And I think you guys both said it really good overall. I mean, you just, if you're, if you're winning now, hold them on and wait until that off season. If you're, if you're out of it, you're looking to move on now while he's, you know, in a to a te- contender, he's very valuable. Then move off him. I think you can move off him. I think it's, it's getting to the point where I want to move off of Lamar Jackson myself, personally. Uh, I just don't think his throwing will ever be there to an elite option where his rushing floor has been in his early part of his career. So, and that's going to go away at some point. So, Lamar is going to be a guy, I think, that is will eventually be an average quarterback, but not elite. So... And then one last question from Pei King here. Would you rather keep Deontay Foreman or I'm assuming Damian Pierce from a similar question we had earlier. So would you rather hold on to Foreman or Pierce? Um, I guess Foreman just because he's kind of playing better right now. And they're both kind of similar marginal fantasy guys to me. Um, but, you know, Foreman's looked good in, in, his, in the work that he's gotten. Khalil Herbert's coming back any day and that's going to stink. Um, but Foreman's looked pretty good. I'll go with Pierce. It's, it's just too much rotation there. You even got like uh, Darian Evans in there and all that stuff too. And who knows, maybe they could be like, hey, like I know our year isn't great, but let's give Roshan some more work. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I'd still probably want to get Damian Pierce just, just because I feel like there's more of a potential for him to really do that. So. 
I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather hold on to Damian Pierce because you never know if they give him the job back. He's still young. So Foreman, we know who Foreman is. He's a good guy that can come in and, and put up 15 fantasy points any given week. But if you're giving him seven carries a game, it's, he's not going to do it on seven carries. So yeah, but, sure. Yeah. And then Kyle said uh, Lamar is already above average passer, though. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not putting up the numbers for fantasy. That's what I meant. That he's not putting up passing up numbers for fantasy. That's making us happy every week. Because in a one QB league, I'm fine selling either Lamar or Stroud for at top dollar for an elite wide receiver. As am I. Yes, and I think that's yes. we're all in there. So, all right. So uh, we're gonna wrap things up tonight, guys. Thank you all for who tuned in, threw in some questions. We love that. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the strength of schedule talk. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed waiver wild talk. Um, let's see here, Coach John. I'll let you start first. Anything you want to say before we get going? No, uh, nothing. It's been great um, seeing all the new faces in the chat. So hit that subscribe button. We're we're getting some momentum. There's a lot of fun. And we're getting ready for uh, playoffs and championship runs. So this yeah. is exciting times. Absolutely. And Coach Chibs. And all the listeners who showed up tonight, come see us on Thursday. Same time, same place where we do our starts and sits. See you soon. Absolutely, guys. And again, we appreciate you all once again for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're already there. We love it add some comments, ask us questions. We love that too. If you're listening after on our Spotify or Apple podcast or wherever you guys listen to our podcast, we do appreciate that as well, but always tune in onto the live show because it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Thursday talking, starting sits for week 11. Obviously we're here every Monday and Thursday, 5 30 PM Eastern standard time. And we thank you all for listening once again and tune in till next time, guys. And have a the back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mighty has entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this, nuts is looking. Opponents are doomed and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track Listen up Jack, I'ma head back Back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that Go!